brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Missouri. On the all-new 590 The Fan. Good evening and welcome to the Charlie Tuna Show here on uh, Tuesday night here in the Gateway Town in the heart of Kirkwood, Missouri. Really, we're in St. Louis, but we over here in Kirkwood or whatever. Cardinals last night won 7 or nothing over Pittsburgh. Miles Mickler pitching. What else? <laughs> Tyler O'Neill is the new hope here. Mm. Bader is <laughs> fading like smoke on a cigarette. <laughs> we'll talk about tonight the SEC in Mizzou Media Day. Gerard Smith and NBA MLS still holding the same city of St. Louis hostage. NBA power rankings, baseball power rankings. Mark Cuban fined fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars for leaking something on purpose. And of course, Howard Bowser tonight at eight ten to talk about the NFL, the season that never ends. Tom, what's up? Not much. How are you guys this evening? All right, I'm down and out, but I'm here. 
helping yeah. you folks out. You, I, you know can what? Can you still dance? I, I can't <laughs> dance. I could probably do the white man shuffle, but that's oh, about that, it. No, you can't no, dance. You can't dance. <laughs> 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 you can, Matt yeah. Berger, what's up? How you doing, Charlie? I'm doing I'm good. Tremendous. Good. Tremendous. Tremendous. I'm tremendous. This portion of the show brought to you by Champion Windows. Folks, heating bills, cooling bills, everything is up. Contact Champion Windows. They will help you out. Um, Joe Davis, what's going on? Not too much. I'm always happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't nothing but a drink. Ain't nothing <laughs> but a drink. I was with Skip Webber today. He said he just loves... You know, Skip is on several shows. He has his own show now on 97.1. I get plugged. Every Saturday night has a musical show, and he does an interview with Dave Glover, also on 97.1. He said, but I just like this show. He said, man, I get to do and be myself. And you could tell that last night. He does his own musical show, huh? I yeah. didn't know that. Y- yeah. yeah. I've been doing it for about a month now. Really? Does he play what he likes? And what he likes. Stuff? Yeah. Cool. What he likes, and then didn't he say it's got... Every playlist that he puts together, like they all have, some, all the songs have some kind of tie to them. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, to he a... said today. He said, yeah, yes and no on that, but he listen. has. A, he listens to a show because we know that he goes to a lot of shows and when he comes. Oh, he's to town. a concert guy. Very eclectic oh, yeah. uh, musical taste. Yeah, Skip right. does. So, folks, if you want to talk about whatever and sports, there's a lot we can do. Mizzou football. First of all, first hour we, we're wide open tonight. I like to keep it wide open sometimes. Sometimes I get a guest on Tuesday night. Sometimes I don't. Tonight I didn't want to do it. If you want to call in, 314-821-0590 or toll free if you're out of town, 1-855-282-8255. Let's talk politics first. Today. (laughs) Always fun. (laughs) Nancy Pelosi Pelosi went off today talking about Trump is racism. In that type of hearing, you're not supposed to make it personal, I found out. Mm-hmm. She made it personal. And one of the uh, Republicans, oh, yeah, you can't do that, you can't do that. Well, they voted against it, and they ain't going to leave it in there. What is, see, I don't understand. What does it mean to condemn him as a racist? What is that going to get us? Nothing. <laughs> what Nothing. Mean? Nothing. What does that mean? It just puts it on record that... Congress believes he's a racist. Mm-hmm. And and that, that mean that's, that's about it. That's about it. it. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, that that's doesn't like mean name anything. calling in the schoolyard. Whoop de doo. Yeah, racist. Marcus okay. is your mama, Marcus. Uh, uh. <laughs> but here's something else too. Here's something real good. People are want Nancy Pelosi to start impeachment hearing, and it's going to grow. Brother Harold Green from what's he from? Florida, Texas. Where's he from? Who's that? The, Al, Green. Al Green. Where's Al Green? The, the congressman. He won, he was the first guy. The brother wants him to start uh, impeachment hearings on on uh, Donald Trump. So you can start, imp- folks. Nancy Pelosi knows what she's doing. Valdez and all you guys out there. No, see, you can't do that. You can do it and put him in there. Do you think Trump would show up if they told him to come up? We no. won't sit in front. He, he would not show up. Uh, Barr doesn't even show up whenever he's been subpoenaed. Well, so he, I mean, like, I'm why would he show him up? I'm glad because John, you know, man, is talking about politics. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Eric Greitens case, which oh. is another year, five <laughs> years old tomorrow, came up today. Eric Garner. 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 And they said, nope, cop didn't do anything. No. Nope. So uh, yeah, videotaping everything. What's the uh, guy you was talking? Barr said, okay, we'll go along with it. Yeah. Which generally, even if it's Barack Obama, the DOJ always, always. goes along with the cop- police officer. They just they just do that. 
They did here in, in St. Louis Michael with the Michael Brown, Brown situation. Which is that the, is that the year's anniversary this week? This will be a four year? I thought that was in August, isn't it? August. Yeah. It's August, August coming yeah. up in August. No, no, no. Yeah. I believe it is. With, and I'm shipped, I'm jumping around. But the Michael Brown situation has cost St. Louis so mm-hmm. much around the country. Yes. I hate to say it. When the on. NFL came in there to talk about bringing a team here, that was brought up. People now, my daughter lives in Florida, been there for years. My, my oldest daughter, I'm not going to mention her name, she said, Dad, every time they talk about St. Louis, they don't talk St. Louis. They bring up what happened in Ferguson. Then they bring up St. Louis. It's unbelievable. Still? Still, yeah, oh, heck yeah. Really? It's all around the country. Still, they talk about St. Louis. Some someone that came here recently said it too. They still look at the Ferguson thing as part of St. Louis. That ain't gonna never. No, that's always gonna. Well, be I mean, time, time. I wouldn't say time ain't gonna heal that. It's not no. gonna say gonna heal it, but people are gonna forget about it. No, ain't nobody gonna forget okay, about it. Who's gonna forget about it? If I tell you L.A. right now, do you think of the Rodney King riots? Yeah. Immediately. If I say Los Angeles to you, the first thing you think of yes, is the Rodney King Rodney riots. King. I as a black man, you might. That's the first thing you think of. You don't think you don't think about the Lakers or the beach or Hollywood. I think about Rodney King. What happened, man? And those players that are out there too think about the same thing, man. That you know, if you, Tom, you understand. Yeah. If you're a minority, you I'm, just I'm think amazed about by it. That's all. I'm just amazed. I'm not saying why are you're you lying. amazed by it. Because it's been how how many years has it been? That's it the don't first matter. Thing you think of. How long was slavery? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. we think about slavery. That's right. four hundred years. So, but if I tell you Los Angeles, if I, it's amazing. That's to me, it's amazing. It's the no, first I can thing you think, think of. No, I can think of the Lakers, right. but I think about Rodney King. I might. That comes up. But that's the first thing you think. I might think of Reginald Denny. I don't know. Right. Which, which is this, was part which of is it. Part of it. Yeah. People don't. My daughters who are young. I don't think of that. Though. My or, daughters or, who are young. That my daughters in their thirties and nineties, twenties. Young people don't know about it. But that was nineteen ninety one. But young people mm-hmm. are not dumb either because they hear about it. My daughters even remember stuff like that, man. It's, it's, it resonates with. I'm them. not saying you're not going to not remember it. I'm just amazed that but that's the forefront of your mind. That's the first thing you think I'm of. I'm a so, black man. It's Rodney King. You're, I'm a black man. Okay. Not a white man. Okay. I'm a black I mean, man. I don't know why, why it that may matters. not be the, it you may know, not be the very first, but it's, it's definitely, okay. it's definitely it's on your mind. So, so, Joe, just, so Joe just said the same. Joe just said it. That's the first thing you think of. It's on my but mind. I wasn't alive. When I think when I think when I think of the Los Angeles Los Angeles area, I mean think of the Lakers and who they're gonna sign. But in the bottom of that tip is always what happened with Rodney King. Okay, that, that's OJ Simpson, that, that's, Rodney, Rodney King. King. That's different, you know though. What this is? No, it ain't no, different because we think no, of well, about okay, it. Okay, what you just said was that was the first thing you thought of if I said Los well, Angeles. Well, sometimes it is the first thing I think of. But see, when I think it of Los Angeles, on the you know, if you think of the situation, when I think of the situation, and see, when I think of the situation, sometimes I may think of the Lakers. And sometimes they may think of Washington. I thought about the other day I was talking to somebody, and he said, man, you remember that all the Rodney King? See, black, black people never forget don't forget. That. You don't forget. You, you ain't been Whoa. beaten on your head. What are we talking about? You ain't been beaten. Police beat you in your head? Well, no. I, they you haven't your friends been. Been beat up I, your I, head on national TV? I re- but I remember Rodney King. Right. but you're, you, t- you're making it sound like I don't remember who Rodney King and what happened. But you look I, at, I remember but, everything that happened. But you look at things different than we do, Tom. I mean, uh, Matt, sorry, Tom. That's right. I just think that there's so been you another. Think rec- do you yeah. really think no, I don't. I don't. But here's here's what I do think, though. As a in, as in, a guy from Illinois, in this born in East Saint Louis, right? In this me, thirty years, hold that thought. Okay, hold it. Let's get to John. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
He Here we go. go. John. Yeah, hey, I want to say you guys sure. When I think of California, I think of Charles Manson. So what's the difference? I mean, I'm <laughs> you know, Charles Manson. You know what, though? You know what, though? A lot of people still think. And there's Charles a movie coming Manson. out about it. A lot of people think of Charles That's Manson. That's a good point. There is a, a lot of people, when they it. go to hey, the hey, Riverport Amphitheater, they think of Axel Rose, right. too. Right. Uh, so point. people yeah, think of hey, things hey, like that. That's amazing. Hey, Certain days. Hey, there was a guy back in the there was a guy back in the nineties named called the Southside Rapist. He was you know his name was Sanders something. I mean so I know so I mean I I just remember St. Louis by all these different events. I mean I I don't know what your point is saying like well I just only L A just think of uh, Rodney King or you know I mean there's different events that define different eras. That's, and, uh, that's what he's trying to get to. That, yeah. That's what we're trying to get to, John. John, you're absolutely correct. I don't see. Yeah, I don't I forget. For, I remember, yeah, I but for I don't one. forget. Yeah. But 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 you're making it insane. Like, well, it's only you saying like, well, black people have different feelings or different remembrance of different events compared to like white people, let's say. Or really? Well, say how do you know what black people think about? You just, I'm just saying what you just said. You said you said you you compared to like other what white people think. You said that. I don't know what white people think about. Hold, hold, hold on, don't don't put words in my mouth. I don't know what white people think about. Can mm-hmm. tell you? I don't know. I don't know what you think. What do you yeah. think about every day? I'm thinking about surviving. I don't know about anything else. I don't know about that, Well, that's what, what you're thinking about. I don't know about what white people think about. All I think about what Charlie Tuna think about. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, but you said that you said that black people have different remembrance of different of the events like compared with a white like say Rodney King or We have different right. perspectives, yeah. We have yeah, we have yeah, a different perspective. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I was bringing up. But hey, another thing is I'm just curious, uh, with all this uh I don't uh, I mean, you know, you used to be talking, you know, you used to use sports radio to talk to get away from politics. Now we're talking about politics to get away from sports. But hey, right. listen, uh, one more thing is, uh, what do you, what is the rate of CTE uh, injuries, brain injuries, like say football to hockey to soccer? Has anybody really looked into that? I know the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know how seriously well, the NFL is looking Mike, into who's it. Mike, who's that more? We're going to talk to Dr. Rick. We, I'm going to tell you right now, John. We can't answer that yeah. question right now. Okay. We can guess that. on it. We can, we can guess on it. We'll talk to Dr. Rick about it. CTE used to only be diagnosed when you were dead, deceased. Now they can have a remedy for it while you're alive. We don't know, but we'll ask Dr. Rick on Thursday about yeah, I, which is the yeah, greatest I one. See, I just want to see what the rates are compared to a hockey, soccer players, or football. Because hockey is very physical. Thanks for calling, John. I always yeah, appreciate it. Ho- uh, uh, Tom, yeah. with, with hockey being very physical, and, and they start coming up CTE last year and hockey. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they've got people that are supposed to be at the games that are right there, doctors on site that are doing their evaluations when they believe somebody's been uh, hit too hard or they have a, a concussion type uh, injury. So, but whether that's you know people believe that or not, I mean, there's a well, lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in the playoffs that we saw get hit their bell rung really right, hard, right. and yeah. it came right back we, out. We were talking about word association. You talk about concussions well, in hockey. The first thing I think of is Eric Lindros. Yeah, yeah, he got a few. Well, when you he get had to retire yeah. because of them. when That's you right. get your bell rung in hockey, they don't do like they do in the NFL. No, and you take you right off. off. You got to come off. Your you got to come into the tent. Right, they right. don't do that in hockey no, yet. No, so but getting back to the the LA thing. Yeah, get back to what what. What people don't realize. Before you start, you understand where Joe and I come from. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. I Listen, before there was, and people don't, a lot of people, you, you guys might remember this, but I watch a lot of documentaries and I read uh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I, the before way. the Rodney King thing happened, there was, there was a, 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 a young, huh? Yeah, the Watts riots. 
No, 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 no. No, before no, that. Before that. A month or two before that, there was a young woman by the name of Letitia Harlins. Yeah. Who was shot? Oh, by in the Korean grocery store. Right, and she that that was that was the precursor to what happened mm-hmm. with Rodney King as far as uh, L.A. becoming a quote unquote racist city. Mm-hmm. Now. The thing that really hurts me the most is L.A. gets has gotten a pass since right. the O.J. thing. It's, and, it's supposed to be a liberal state right it's the now. Most, one of the most and, and, and St. Louis still has this moniker and this cloud hanging over it that this is such a racist town. And, mm-hmm. it, and in many respects, it is. Mm-hmm. But many respects, Kansas City's a racist town. Mm-hmm. Chicago's a racist town. Boston. West Palm Beach, Florida is a racist town. Let me tell you, Jacksonville, every town Florida, is a, Florida is all racist. Oh, if you go to Florida... And I've been, you, I've been you, there three times in the last year. You've been there. You was, you you was, and I've been to Naples, Florida. I was in Jacksonville, Florida. and Because I, I was on both coasts, and I was down way down deep in the south. And there are more racists mm-hmm. down there per capita than any other state in the union. Naples bar was none. And they make St. Louis look like they're all part of the NAACP. Part of my, one of my daughter's jobs is to go... She Florida. goes to different um, old folks' homes, different mm-hmm. things, has her own office. One of her jobs is to make house calls. Several times oh, she's I made house imagine. calls, and people have told her to get off their yeah. property. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Get off their you property. See, they really and die. they always tell you, <laughs> I'm a Trump supporter. You see so many idiots with those flags right. down there. And you can fly whatever you want. It's it's whatever. But, but when somebody when somebody throws something at your windshield, don't get pissed off because somebody threw something at your house or your windshield because you're flying a Confederate flag. Right. That's well, all I gotta say. Well, that but, was so- but you get but the California thing it resonates you know, because right. people don't understand nope. how California For that police. It, and the, oh, the, the relation was, with police and, the, and black people was never good in LA, LA. for yeah, a long time. We'll never forget about yeah. and, I mean, think about the Lakers. And, and, I mean, think about the Clippers and Kawhi and, Leonard. What do you think? But, he's guilty or innocent. Right. I mean, OJ, OJ, that whole thing was all contrived. What, what led up to it was what happened to Rodney King. Absolutely. What happened to Latif. Thank you. What but happened you know to what? everything else. And it was payback to the LAPD. Yeah, and absolutely. The, and, and, well, the, you know what? and everybody. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to let you guys talk. When I hear L.A., I don't think of the Lakers and Clippers first. I think of O.J. Simpson. But then I also mm-hmm. think about what happened with Rodney King, too. So that thing's, that resonates with me all See, the time. See, it, and it, should, of, it should for a black man. And if, if you're not mm-hmm. my race, you don't, you don't, you, you have no concept. <laughs> you can't. Of nothing. You can't. Nothing. You can't. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised. It's all Emmett Till. I'm just when surprised. somebody says Emmett Till, what do you think of? How are you surprised? Do you How think of, you think of, what about Emmett Till? <laughs> the South? <laughs> you know about Emmett, you remember Emmett Till? Emmett Till. Who? Became an owl. See. You remember Emmett Till? No. See, and I'm not directing this at you. A lot of older blacks remember Emmett Till. I remember for looking Till. at a white woman in yeah. Mississippi. And, then she and how old was he? She lied about it. How old was he? He was a teenager. Wasn't he was thirteen. He I was believe. thirteen yeah, from Chicago. Yeah. And they hung him. Well, how long ago was this though? I mean, I'm saying it doesn't matter. Within the last sixty years. It was, it was, it yeah. But we still remember that. Okay, okay, when I said how long ago it was, I'm not trying to be dismissive His about it. His photo was on Time I'm Magazine. I'm just wondering how long ago was. Joe, did you ever hear about that? Oh, absolutely. I knew about that at a young age. Your parents told me about it at a young age. Right. Okay, I remember like, seeing the picture I, of his face. I probably heard about it in school. But what I'm saying, closer to that, I would know what you're talking about. No, you ain't heard about it in school. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't think you do. I never did. 1955. 
They didn't yeah. know his Nineteen fifty-five. How old was what he, we're saying is that we don't forget 14, about. And we're at we Mississippi. Don't forget, we don't forget about things like that. Look, I'm not suggesting that you do. Yes, you did. You just said we forget about Los Angeles. Yes, you did. I'm just saying that I'm amazed. That's the first thing you think of. That's not the same thing as saying how you should forget. How are you amazed it. at that? Because it's been how long and the it so don't many, matter. So many things have happened. Matter. It don't so matter. So many things have happened since then. It don't matter. It's like what he just said. 1490, Christopher Columbus discovered America. I don't forget about that. And that wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget about 1490. I never said you should forget about it. When well, did we I, don't. When did right. I say you should forget about it? When did I right. say that? You're amazed that we still remember that. No, right? I'm amazed that's the first thing you think of. That's not the same thing as saying uh-huh. that you should forget about it. Okay. Uh-huh. That's not the same thing. You know, right. you know I'm right. You know it's not the first. You uh-huh. know it's not the same thing. Okay, Joe Biden, be careful. Not <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Don't say anything bad about Uncle Joe. Don't he's going to be, gonna be the next president. Yeah, he's going to fight Trump in the backyard or something. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you see that? I'm a, Joe, Biden's going to win? Joe, don't They're do gonna that. They're going to have a bare knuckle fight in the backyard. <laughs> they have a heart attack when they put their gloves on. Folks, this portion of the show is brought to you by <laughs> this is why this show is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, Weber Chevrolet, WeberChevrolet.com. Home of the great deal. Folks, we tell you this. Nothing like apple pie. And we've always said this from Dinah Shore, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin. Chevrolet is always about that apple pie. If you credit challenge, listen to me, people, if you credit challenge. I was with Skip today. We went over there. Our what we do for the show. He is so happy. Go to WeberChevrolet.com. I know you can miss, mention my name or don't. A lot of dealers say mention their name and get credit. People, when they go into a dealership, they may have heard Charlie Tuna talk about Weber Chevrolet. When they get to the dealership, they say, hmm, I don't know where I heard about it, but I know Weber Chevrolet. Skip, two years ago, Joe, you know, Skip said he was in Dallas, Texas. And a guy walked up to him. He said, you're on Charlie Tuna's show. I bought a car from there. So you never know. That's why. Matt, we don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Weber Chevrolet, WeberChevrolet.com. Two locations in Illinois, Granite City and Columbia. Of course, 270 in Olive, the big house I call it. We'll be right back with Matt Berger, Tom Wiley, Joe Davis. <laughs>
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Folks, if you're thinking of buying the ultimate driving machine, when you think of ultimate driving machine, you think of the BMW. That's right. British Motor Works. When you get one, you want to get the great service. You want to go meet the owner when you're there. Meet Craig Suntrup. BMW of West County. What great, great deals. And also... I just left it. I don't know. I just left Cafe Napoli. Had a little din-din. People at the bar. This one guy was so damn loud. My God. But he was okay. He was spending money. And he wanted to talk to me about sports. I thought that I talked to the other night about sports, and they wanted to start a fight with me. Never <laughs> talk sports you're breaking in the your bar. Rule there. Never. This fine guy wanted to start a fight with me about sports i forgot what bar i was in but it was okay oh i know where i was at i was i won't mention the name of the bar because you don't advertise so it doesn't matter cafe nappy one cafe nappy two will be there and let's get back to the show now tom yeah. you want to get back to what you were talking about finish up? <laughs> Cause we're talking about off we're, the air we're talking about because i know in the daytime some of the shows <coughs> talk about race and race is coming up race is very prevalent okay. people think that i wish i hate people one thing I've learned. We fought an entire <coughs> war off of black and white. You can't sit here and tell me that there's not race still involved in the world. One thing <laughs> I've learned, whites do not like Phoenix. talking up nope. about race. Oh, I love it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you, but I love it. I don't care because there's a lot of people I know and a lot of people I run with that still have that archaic way of thinking. And then there's some mm-hmm. people that don't. And... You know, like you I know, said earlier, you don't no. have a racist bone in your body. No, I, I, I try, I try I can get very hard. Though. I can get your goat some night, though. Sure, you can. <laughs> but that's, it's not about race, though. It's about no, other things. It's about goat. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> GTO. 
grant the risk but in more, traffic, I'm gonna But in traffic <laughs> where somebody might cut me off and say, you know, I would I never ever say you that that nah, about race. I'll always say you stupid MF right. because it doesn't matter what color you are. You ever you're, you're just a dumbass. Tell the truth. You ever used it in, in No, I haven't used I haven't used it in ever? Yes. Who hasn't? Everybody has. And if I if I will say, say this. I will you, Joe, <laughs> you just nailed it right on the head. If there I defy any white person to walk through that door and say, I've never used the N word. They are a See, absolute but we don't have a, liar. We don't have a white N word. I did, but it didn't well, matter. We, we don't have a white N word. You know what, Joe? What was I, no, there, we I don't. thought there was one you said that your, your parents was, Yeah, but you. people don't know anything about that. Yeah. 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 What does that mean? Down in the South. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Down in the South, Pepperwood was a big one. Yeah, we were told, not to, and we were told not to ever use We not to ever use the N word. Have you ever used the N word? Absolutely, yeah. yes. No. I've used it. Today? I'll answer. No, not today. Not today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yesterday, this morning, before I, it, it, this morning, first thing I said, mm. no, of course not. But and this is what gets me, Joe, and Matt, and Tom. Mm. Whites to come to you and say, "But Charlie, you guys use the N word." Was our word? We took it like a Italians have a word. It's our word. You usually well, how can a, you, you? You you ever hear people say, "Well, how can black people use the N word and we can't?" Well, you usually use it as a, more of a term of endearment. Right. What's mm-hmm. up, brother? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's no, a, not always. Not always they don't. Not always. No, not always. But, but I, 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 I put I put it in a metaphoric way like this. Listen, I can look at my wife and say, hey, go get me a beer, bitch. Mm-hmm. But if my buddy says, hey, yeah, why don't you get me a beer, bitch? Why don't you get well, me one, sure, bitch? You're not going to take that. Yeah, I no, can no, call no. her that, but you can't. You can't. Right. It's, it's okay for me. Terms it's wrong. It's wrong, but it's okay for me. But you, you wouldn't say I'm going to smack the hell out of you. Huh? You wouldn't say to call her a bitch in front no, of anybody. No, no, no. I would never I had, do that. I, I, don't think he would ever do I had a roommate in college who was yeah. black from Raytown, Kansas, from Raytown, Missouri. South Raytown, Kansas, Kansas City. South Raytown, Kansas City, South. right? Greg Javon Crudup. <laughs> Greg Wills, great guy. And he used to call me the What was his N- name? Greg Wills. He used, to call he used to call me the N-word all the time. Oh, Lord. Yeah. What do you say, my in front of it? No, or it'd be like, please. Yeah, I say that's his like, culture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just the same. Yeah. No. I would just laugh. <laughs> I would just how, laugh. How long ago was this? In college, so it was like twenty years ago. Because yeah. see, younger black it, people, Joe, will use that, but they use it N E. They spell it differently. Have you seen younger people still using that? Oh yeah, young people. I haven't seen young white people. Be honest. Do you use it with some of your friends? Yeah, it depends on who I'm around. Okay, depends on who I'm around. And there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to, go ahead. You guys will get a kick out of this. I've seen white girls who have dated black guys. I've seen that too. And they think it's okay for them to use it. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you some instructions now about dating a white girl. You know, we 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 interracially date. We know that. The worst thing in the world for a black guy is to date a white girl that talks more ghetto oh, than a black woman. Oh. And you know what they call that? She, you know what they call them, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I, I got to go. Well, yeah, I, or I, I got this thing, too. Because I'm interracially dated. People know that. I, I, I no. interracially date because of business. No. I may have your father <laughs> may own. The your, business decision. Not business. Business. Your father may own Five Stone Tire. Or your father may own this business. Well, I'm going to take you out to lunch. Doesn't mean I'm going to date you. But the one thing Mark. I'll do, the one thing I've learned in life, if you're in a racial date, when you go out, if you go out with a white girl, and I tell this to anybody, a lot of guys say, well, you know, I've dated a lot of black guys before. 
Take Goodbye. Cold. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, that's that's that, that's do your, it. That's your rule. That's your you yeah, follow If you listen to this radio, right. show people probably driving down the street saying, Oh my God! Look, call up a Clotus and listen to the. Show the thing what is that on five ninety? But you know what? We're real here. That's true. Well, how, no how many, opinion. How many of the How many other shows will you hear this type of talk? Honest, uh, honest talk. None. This is honest. I'm telling you, I'm, and I've been out of my race when I was in grade school. And my oh, ex-wife was a beautiful black lady. I got two beautiful. Two black daughters, 110% black, sisters. <laughs> I, I remember in New being in grade school, and I, we grew up in Catholic school. The nun called my mother and said, there's something wrong with Charlie. He's only pulling the hair out of a little blind girl. <laughs> <laughs> little did you know. Precursor. It was an early Back sign. Then, the, the one of the times I was the most uncomfortable in my entire life, I was in college, I had a club. And I was talking to this black girl I knew. And she, I thought she was kind of cute. And it was in front mm, of these black guys. You bad taste, though. In front of these black guys. And, man, they gave me the hardest look. The black guys did? Oh, yeah. They did not like me talking to her at all. No. They gave me the evil eye. That has changed now a little bit. Let's say it was 20 years ago. The only but... thing that has not changed, black women do uh, not yeah. like to see a mm. black man with a white No. Woman. They hate oh, it. Oh, hate it ever. ever. You're Still taking do. our men. And... and <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Okay, we're going. <laughs> no, no, because uh, but the white, but the the majority of the black guys that are uh, I know what you're say, gonna say. What? Some of them are. They do. Porky pig. Yep. Well, uh, that I was gonna say that too. They like the bigger white women. But also the guys that seem to be <laughs> in in uh, power uh, positions. Let's say very elite athletes, mm-hmm. uh, politicians. Heads of business, they seem to be dating folks out of their race if they're black. It's a sign of achievement. Yeah. Is that eye, what it is? Eyes. I don't know what it is. Eyes, Tell me. Is that what it is? Is it a trophy or what is yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. It's you a, think it's, it's a, a sign really? of achievement in their in their uh, eyes? You've dated white women? I've dated a lot of different type of women. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, you dated white oh, women. Yeah, okay. Yes. But, but you dated them just. Just again, I, was again, you're, you're, yeah. I know what you do for a living, so <laughs> you're not you're not in any power position. Yeah, exactly. But you date them just because you like them. Yeah. But do you think these guys get to a certain point in their life and they're like, yeah. I can't have a sister being up here talking all you know." Look at OJ. Well, I mean, yeah. exa- that's another one. Example. That's a great example. Well, he got up there, look, he got successful and got look, pulled look away. Look at the line in gold. Look at the line in gold digger. Well, <laughs> and the no. say, leave your leave your ass for a white girl. Right. I still say if OJ was accused of killing Margarita, which was his wife, no, it wouldn't have been a story. They would have never told him to come back to Chicago. Uh, you know, Chicago, come back to Los Angeles. They would have never said a damn thing. Never. I don't Sister, know. never said it was a, a big damn. personality though, maybe. I don't know. You know. It wouldn't have been as big of a story. I just want to. No. Know. I just they still wouldn't be talking about it. I just want to know what Chloe and Kim and Courtney's dad did with that Louis Vuitton bag. Well, uh, well, hold on. Here's, a, here's another thing when it comes to what women. Was in that? Here's another thing. Black women have had big booties and butts Ooh. all their lives. Sure. Uh, Nobody said a some, damn thing. Some do. Some do, some small. I like the small one. Mm-hmm. But it never became conscientious. Until the Kardashians came along. Mm-hmm. That's when it started happening. And yeah. Look That's at that. You know what happened? 
The white girls got big butts. Bigger what? butts than the black women. What? So Nicki then Minaj, the black women the are getting fake butts to get bigger butts than the white girls. Yeah, so yeah. now you got black women with fake butts and white women with real butts. They actually <laughs> do crazy. implants now, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You, but you can but they can pop. The Kardashians got butt implants. Well, you can buy, you can buy a thing like a girdle that you put around, too. Yeah, it's like a butt, it's like a butt pad. Yeah. I'm going to Earth Wind and Fire Saturday. Maybe I'll see some fake boot dads. Is that this weekend? This weekend. Folks, let's take another quick time out. No opening act, is there? No. No, no opening act. You know that. Just like Pam was talking last night. No opening act. No opening act for Earth, Wind, Fire. This portion of the show brought to you by Defiance Ridge Wineries. DefianceRidgeWineries.com. Call them up. 636-798-2288. We're talking about everything. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tonight, folks. I'm going to uh, a grand opening party in town and country, Missouri. Victory Men's Health. They got another second location. That's right. Guys, listen to me. One guy did say to something... Tonight, with me at Cafe and Avenue, he said, you know what? That stuff works. It does work. Victory Men's Help. Reduce sex drive, sexual dysfunction. You're depressed. Ain't nothing like being depressed. But the worst thing is when a woman walks in front of you with no clothes on, not naked, but buck naked, and you just say, oh, well, you, you're suffering from low T. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Call this number, 618-632-9000. They can fix you. Not heal you. They can fix you. Ladies, I'm not done. I'm not done. They got something for you, too, ladies. It's called a ha huh, screen cream. <laughs> Victory Man's Help. We'll be back. Pick me up each time I fail. Grandma's hand. Boy, they really came in a handy sheet safe. Don't you whip that horse What you wanna spank him for He didn't drop no apple core But I don't have grandma anymore If I get to heaven I'll look for grandma A man we passed Just tried to stare me down I looked at you, you looked at the ground. I don't know who he is, but I think that you do. That gummit, who is he and what is he? 
Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590 Fan.com. All right, it's our Tuesday night edition. Don't forget Howard Balls. We're talking about the NFL. The season starts, and matter of fact, the season starts right now. Tomorrow. Training camp starts tomorrow. Is this the 16th? Yes, it is. Yeah, training camp starts tomorrow for several teams. Don't forget now, Snooks has new news. They've launched a brand new brand of chips and snacks. Snooks potato chips, pretzels, cheese snacks, popcorn, tortilla chips. All to beat the taste of the national brands. And I can reassure you, I'm serious. They taste better than the national brands. They got all kind of flavors of chips. Maple bacon, sweet Maui onion, St. Louis hot barbecue sauce. And all of these barbecue bags, full, full-size bag, ain't that little tiny bag you get out of the machine, they're a dollar. Don't holler, only a dollar. Snooks, the greatest show store in St. Louis and the friendliest store. We'll be at Snooks Thursday. I got, Which well, one? Wait a minute, I know where we're going to be You didn't be mention at. the cherries. We'll be in Cross Keys. <laughs> we'll be in Cross mm, yeah, Keys. Yeah, sorry, Cross Keys. Cross oh, Keys. Cross Keys. Cross Keys. Okay. And then next week we'll be at St. John's and after that in St. Anne's. Snooks. And then I'll be at Snooks on Friday with Andy Strickland and Frank Kusamala oh, and Martin Kilcorn in Warrington, Missouri. So, Whoa. You know, wow. We got a nice drive. we a pack of mule, Charles, too. We've been out there. I love that. I like going out there. <laughs> this portion of the show also brought to you by Delmar Gardens. Delmargardens.com. A philosophy of love, care, and understanding. Oh, what a great organization to be working with. All right, then. here we go. We're talking. We talked about race tonight a little bit. You know? By the way, Schnooks, Speaking of Schnooks, my wife bought three, three bags of cherries. They're still two ninety nine a pound. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one bag's already gone. The cherries are so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bing cherries if, are the best. Oh what my you do, god! You know what I do? I get those. I buy the plastic cups. Uh-huh. So I take cherries and put them in this one plastic yeah. cup. Put the, the pace on the season other. Yeah. <laughs> like your spit cup. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Bing cherries. They're so good. And yeah. you know what's even what are even better than the the dark red ones are those great northern. What do they call those? Uh, the, the great north. They're called the great northwest cherries. They're the ones that are kind of reddish and yellow. What about? Oh, those they call the, what those call, What's the name for? It's the name for. Uh, I forgot the name for them. Boy, they're good. I know what you're talking about. See, those, those are the, really that's those the are my that's favorite gone. ones. Yeah. That's the Coupe de Gas. That's the bag that's gone. That's called the Great Champagne of Cherries. <laughs> it I really forgot is. the name of it, but too, I don't yeah, think yeah, I get them all the time, too. So, fellas, y'all sat down, you get race out of your mind. Yeah. We were, I was just looking. The first. Uh, they're called Rainer. Yeah, Rainer yeah, Cherries. Rainer. Yeah, Rainer. Yeah, Rainer. The first opening, uh, it will be tomorrow. It's going to be the Denver Broncos are the first team to. Uh, uh, go to camp. Well, July uh, seventeenth, I think. The Buffalo Bills are July twenty fourth, so they're a week away. What about the rookies? I'm talking rookies, about rookies. Rookies reporting mm-hmm. reporting July twenty fourth. That's uh, what they have for reporting days. For Minnesota those. for years have been the last team to report. Yeah. But mm-hmm. remember, Bud Grant. Oh my said, God. I don't want to work my players to death. So, Minnesota Vikings back when Bud Grant was there were the last NFL huh. team to always report. Always, he did head of his game, head of his time. Something else. Yeah, no kidding. Super Bowl Ooh. champions, by the way, report on the twenty fourth. Who is the uh, who's playing in the Hall of Fame game? Aren't isn't that usually the first two teams report because they get that first preseason game? Is sure. it? Um, yep, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's usually that's how it works. It is. First, we'll talk to Howard. Howard will be on. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame game. 
And uh, we'll talk to them about Minnesota and Bud Grant. Falcons and Broncos. So, okay. yeah, you're right. Yeah. When do look up when those teams report? That uh, the Falcon, well, the Broncos report tomorrow, and the uh, Falcons report on uh, the twenty first. So, so four more days. That five more matter. days. The starters only gonna play with yeah. two plays. Yeah, if yeah. that. And then that game is yeah. on they the. They get rid of some of these games anyway. When is oh, game? so many of them. August the first. My goodness. You and get so excited about. Preseason football, and then you realize it's preseason football. We'll no. talk to Howard also. Uh, <laughs> NFL, Roger Goodell, have proposed to the Players Association to do 18 games again, and the Players hmm. Association said no. Well, I also want to talk to him about, you know, he's the hall, one of the Hall of Fame voters, not the Hall of Fame voter, but he is one of the Hall of Fame voters, and what he thinks about them maybe for next, next year opening it up and having 20 or 25 Extra mm-hmm. guys invited into the Hall of Fame are inducted. Yeah, into last the Hall time of Fame. we had him on, they said they were discussing it. Yeah, they were, but he said it looked so, like it was going to go through. Well, so I'm not even cool. Is it the hundredth? Remember, do it the first time. It'll be the hundredth anniversary of the NFL. I think that's, that's the reason. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Which once again, one of the best commercials the NFL has ever did last year. Oh yeah, was that Super Bowl commercial. Yes. Where they were in the, where they no, were that in was the great. Absolutely, that was the best, and we haven't seen it again. No. Well, I'm sure they'll have they. You know, the they NFL, the, the market, the marketing machine. They are. They probably have some up their sleeve. No, have another they're one. not a marketing machine. That's the problem. The NBA is a marketing, marketing machine. machine. No, the NFL just let the let me tell you the 16 games market itself. Exactly. It's so, as my no, son I mean, went, as my son went to this Jason Tatum basketball camp, the amount of jerseys, and <laughs> and they were predominantly. And I'm going to say this, and I'm not being racist. The the campers were predominantly white, white boys. How much was the cost of the camp? It was uh, with food and everything. It was a little over four hundred dollars mm-hmm. for four days. That's why it's white. <laughs> yeah. But Jason Tatum last year he had he had a camp at Well Center this for is, ten well, bucks. So going, he will do. He'll probably do something like do, that again. He's going to do it in the city. And, yeah. and, and in defense of him, this one is the quote unquote NBA star camp where mm-hmm. there's supposed to be other NBA players that are coming in. So I think that's the lure, and that's why the price is a little bit more. But uh, and they've had good food. My son goes, oh, this is great food. They had I think Chick Fil A one day and uh, Mr. Good Sense. But every kid that came in there, except mine, he goes, I'm not wearing a jersey because he's bucking the Smart. system. <laughs> but everyone they had, they had the Greek Freak. They had a lot of LeBron, a lot of Jason Tatum. Uh, who else did they have? A few Hardens. But there were mm. there were so many jerseys. Westbrook, an old one. How old are these kids? Uh, they ranged. They were. They got them set in groups. They have them from, I believe, eight to ten, and then eleven mm-hmm. to fourteen. But, okay. But the, but the real camp is when he goes down to Matthew Dickey. Oh. And he lets all the young uh, kids that can't come afford on. to come. Yeah. Those are the real. And, camp. and that's where you cultivate from. That's how, where, how many kids are at this camp? I would say there was probably close to hundred, maybe. Okay. Between the two groups, so fifty and fifty. And they cut them into teams, and you know they play and they scrimmage and all that. But it was very well run. I spoke to you guys off the air last mm-hmm. night, and his his dad was uh, seemed to be heading up things and had a, mm-hmm. well under well, control. Where, is this camp really? Yeah, yeah. coach yeah. coach uh, Lee Calvin Lee was there today too. Was he? We've yeah. had him on the show a few times. Oh, so. I asked my son about yeah. that. I haven't yeah. talked to him yet. Yeah, but uh, the camp, the inner city campus. He's at U City now, there. is he? Yeah. Yep. U-City. Wow. So he bounced from U from U from. He took St. Mary's Saint all the way to the top, yeah. almost is, to the top. Is, is that camp sold out? Was it sold out? Yes. Was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. All the way sold out. Yeah. Oh, it's it's awesome. Let me say this. The camp's great. 
all the rich kids in the CBC area. <laughs> now, wait a minute. This is their camp. Uh, you can't play or you can't no, play. But, no you got, but you Listen. know what? You've got to do that kind yeah, of camp because of where you are. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're at Soul Dan, you can't do that camp, I got, I got which you. the father used to coach. <laughs> so if you're in the white, rich, ritzy area of town and country, <laughs> Missouri, I won't let Tom get it all out. The, the Wiley's got you 500 to send him to camp, but I don't have 20 grand this to send him to CBC. This, <laughs> is, this is the ritzy area where the CBC people have to support their area, too. Yeah. Tatum. Yeah. Would get ripped on if he didn't. If do he doesn't it. go through, he would get ripped. Yeah, That's yeah. right. So he's going he, he will. He so did last where? year. He I'm sure he will. Yeah. I wonder why he's having it there and not at Chaminade. Because of his father. It's his father. He's had one at Chaminade already. It's well run and it, hey, my kid loves it. So well, That's let's, all take a let's take a top of the hour timeout. We've got people calling in. And of course, they're going to have an explanation. But that's just. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's the way it is. That's the way these kids, the professional yeah. athletes do. He's got to support CBC. And what he's doing is helping his father. Yeah. There's some other underlying things that I can't say. Mm -hmm. A lot of underlying things I can't say. We will do this. a portion of the show brought to you by Amron Illinois. We'll be with Amron when I live remote. And they told me today we got a. A big time blues player will be there. What? Tuesday, yeah. Where we? Where is it? When is that? It's Tuesday, Tuesday. night, twenty third. Mm -hmm. Next week, then. On yes. West Main. Yeah. Uh, West Main in Belleville. Yeah, the name yeah. of the, in the tavern. We're going to the tavern. Tavern on the Main. Yep. Tavern oh, on the Main. Oh, I know. Look at Tom. That's my old friend Mark Onstad. I know that bar. I will be there with bells on in my hometown mm -hmm. of Bell Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but they, they will. They, you got the text about the email, the email about yeah, the yeah, blues player. Oh, oh blues player. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. We're gonna keep it quiet. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, we'll keep it on the down low. Post take it. We got somebody on hold. No, somebody called in. He went to ask about the blues or the Bills possibly relocating, and then oh, if, uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That's a big thing. And then about big thing. If, if the St. Louis will be mentioned uh -huh. in the relocation. Should. Uh, they man, should. We we'll take them? another quick time out. Delmargardens. dot com. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. You know something I never do on this show is give a lot of credit to Joe Davis. Mm. Tom. I'll take it. Matt, you know Joe what? has been yeah, with us. And no Joseph, Joe knows about my radio than most people at this station. He learns and he listens. He watches. He knows when to talk. And he knows, and we'll pre- he doesn't get enough appreciation, which you will. Down the road, you remind me of me when I used to do radio. I just, oh, well. But it happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> when we come in and out of commercials, <laughs> and it's seamless with the music that you pick out and coming back from, you know, the commercials that are running and all that. That's all Joe. Joe does all that. Right. And you listen to many other shows, and I'm not saying just on this station, but any other station. Sometimes you run into a little snafu here and there, and you will get a little dead air. You won't get that on the Charlie Tuna Show with and Joe And he's Davis. more than music. Oh. We, no, yeah, yeah. When we're on remote, he tells whoever's in the studio, don't F up Charlie's music. <laughs> he's, he's, whatever you do. But, Joe, but Joe's more than music. Yeah. He's there the reason we're on the he air. The game. When, right. we go, when we do those remotes, he, he is. Does. So, so we want to give you credit. This portion of the show, Barney's Barbecue said we'll bring him a rib. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rib, I think. Barney's Barbecue, open from May to September, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and holidays from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. They're located at 16011 Manchester Road in Ellisville, Missouri, 636-227-2300. Folks, I'm telling you, I keep telling you, it's open pit barbecue. This the old-fashioned way, charcoal and wood. When you walk into the building, I mean, you just can feel the heat. And you look at the kids in the back in the kitchen, you say, oh, my God. Are they okay? They come up there and smile to you. They've got everything you want. The best barbecue. There was one place in St. Louis when I was a young kid. It was called Q King. It was on Natural Bridge and Kings Highway, right where the old public school stadium was. They had the best barbecue I tasted in my life. Barney's right now, and Q King's is closed. The best I've ever had. All right, fellas, we're going to talk to Howard in a minute. You guys got some NFL questions? Got all mm-hmm. kinds of NFL questions. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, huh? <laughs> Anybody know that already? I do. Make a bold prediction? Make a bold prediction. Oh, let's hear it. I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> they not a bad choice. I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers. Not a bad choice at all. I think, honestly, I think the next 10 months are going to be very big in L.A. sports. I could see the Dodgers winning the World Series. Oh. I could see either one of the L.A. teams winning the Super Bowl. I could see either one of the L.A. teams winning the NBA title. You mentioned the, Do- the Dodgers. I'm going to be thinking about the Rodney Dodgers, King. The Dodgers are the best team <laughs> probably in baseball with yeah. the Yankees. They're the best team yeah. in baseball. And eventually the they're going to get to the World Series and they're going to win it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, eventually one, they're going to break one, through. Yeah. So said the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. And the Houston Rockets. At least they were there. People don't get it, man. The Minnesota Vikings, the Buffalo Bills. Right. The Chiefs, the Jets. At least they were there. Yes. The Chiefs. They were there. The no, Chiefs, no, no. The Chiefs when was the last kill... time the Chiefs have been to a Super Bowl? That's what I'm saying. The Nixon Chiefs, was president. The, the Chiefs would kill to be in oh, a yeah. Super Bowl in the 90s. Who was the coach? Hank Stram? Hank Stram. Hank Stram. Hank Stram and Len Dawson and Willie Lynette. They had all those old. What was it Super Bowl two? Yeah. So, so I got a surprise. Four. So last Four. week when I'm with Tom Conlon on July 4th, we talked about, we sat at uh, the Bricktop. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs. And Tom said, you know what? I've got some stories. He said, I want to come on the show 
and I got to call Tom because he wants to come on the show. We're not going to talk about an agent. He wants to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs back then. Oh, okay. From Otis Taylor to Hank Stram. He's got some stories. Matter of fact, I'm going to try to get try to get him on next week, and we'll relive all the fun of that team. I will let my Kansas City friends know about that. One of my one of my greatest friends in life was Hank Stram. Okay. Man, this guy was unreal. All right, we ready? My guest line. We got to get him an opening because he knows he's a damn star. NFL Hall of Fame voter, karaoke superstar, <laughs> Smokey Robinson's nephew, Howard Bowser. What's up, Howard? <laughs> wow. Re- Howard really Robinson. Ele- <laughs> I've really been elevated now. Yeah, yeah. Smokey <laughs> Robinson. By the way, we did. We were all at the Smokey Robinson concert, right, Howard? Yes, we were. We were yes, all we there. Were. We had a good yep. damn time at the Smokey Robinson concert last yeah, year. Put, yeah, what a show he put on. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, tell us about, Tom, you brought up something about uh, new members of the Hall of Fame or two people. Yeah, we, well, we talked a little bit about it last week, Howard about with the 100th anniversary of the NFL coming up, that they are going to expand, possibly. It's not etched in stone yet that they're going to possibly expand the amount of folks they let in. What's Any new news on that? No, nothing really new. Uh, as, we, as, we mentioned, as I mentioned last week, the uh, vote will be two weeks from Friday. Hard to believe that wow. uh, two weeks from Thursday will be the first game or preseason game of the 100th season between the Broncos and the Falcons in Canton, then on Friday is the big concert that they have there. Uh, eat. No, no, Friday's not the concert. Friday, Friday's the Gold Jacket Dinner, uh, which is also televised. Saturday, the enshrinement. But during the day Friday is when each year, each year the, the Hall Board of Trustees has their annual meeting. And so at this meeting, they'll be picking up the vote, as we talked about last week with a proposal to expand the class in 2020 to 20, uh, 20 people. And so five modern day, 10 seniors, three contributors, and two coaches. So, I mean, everyone expects it to be approved. I think there would be shock and disappointment, certainly, on the part of those in the Hall of Fame that have proposed this. But it, there would be, it would be a lot of shock if they voted it down. So everyone pretty much expects that it will happen, but – like I said, it won't be official uh, for about uh, 16 days. Howard, is there anybody that you're expecting to get in that, that might be a, a surprise getting in that might not normally get in with that expanded vote? Well, you know, I, I don't know if I would say a surprise because, you know, like like take the seniors, for example. And when you look at that list of those who who were, you know, considered last year, for example, and I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but the procedure for the seniors and for the contributors is that there's a separate committee for each. And they, there's a preliminary list that's put together with just about anybody who's eligible for both those groups. And then the committee, which only has nine, it's a subcommittee, I guess you could call it, it has nine selectors who then vote for, the, for quote, 10 finalists. And then five of the nine go to Canton for a day in August and end up vote, discussing and then voting and coming up with the nominee for that year. And, and so when you look at the list from last year, and let me say this, the finalists last year, there, there were so many ties in that vote to 
you know, to reduce the list to 10, that they actually had 23 guys that were considered. 23. And out of that group came Johnny Robinson, who will be enshrined in a couple of weeks. So when you look at it that way, that perspective, and all these guys that are on that list have been considered by the seniors committee multiple years, year after year after year. You know, guys like Cliff Branch and Ken Anderson and Maxie Bond and Elsie Greenwood and Cliff Harris. And I'm just naming a few guys I can think of off the top of my head. And it's always close be- between who gets in. And so when you look at that list, you go, boy, oh, boy, you, you say, how did, how did these guys get overlooked when they were modern-day guys? And obviously there's a lot of reasons why that happened. So my main point is that I'm assuming that out of the, the 10 seniors will pretty much come from that list of 22 guys. And so I, w- I won't be surprised by any of them because, like I said, so many of them, so many of them have been considered year after year by that seniors committee, but they're limited by only being allowed to put in either one or two guys each year. Now, okay, I was just going to say because it's you mentioned Ken Anderson. If Ken Anderson is getting into the Hall of Fame, and he played in just the one Super Bowl, then why on earth wouldn't Jim Hart be even mentioned as far as getting in? He played a Super Bowl, huh? It well, I mean, I mean, a lot Super of guys. Bowl, Super Bowl certainly isn't the only criteria. Uh, criteria. Right. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of voters do think, and, and I, I, I personally believe mm-hmm. that the emphasis on winning is unfair, because I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a purist from the standpoint of teams win, individual players do not, and so. And it's hard to get to a Super Bowl. And so I don't think that that should limit, limit guys from, from getting in if they, weren't, if they weren't on winning teams. And so when you, when you look at – and I looked at a few quarterbacks last week that – I've had this thing on Twitter. And I don't know what – there's this big movement to put Roman Gabriel into the oh. Hall of Fame from a lot of fans of him. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked up his numbers. And then I looked up Ken Anderson and I looked up Jim Hart and I looked up Boomer Esiason, and I looked up Phil Sims. And Jim Hart is kind of right there with Roman Gabriel, and they, but they played in a little different eras. And that, you know, that's, one, you know, that's one of the aspects of it. But, uh, you know, when you look at Ken Anderson's numbers hmm. with, the, with the completion percentage, Uh-oh. I mean, one thing about Jim Hart is he threw off a lot of interceptions. He was, a, he was a hell of a quarterback, don't get me wrong. But he also threw a lot of, you know, he threw a bunch of interceptions. But he did play very well most of the time on teams that weren't very good, except those three years, obviously, when when the Cardinals were were a very good team. And so, but you're right, he he doesn't get real consideration. He's he's been, I don't know that he's he's ever really been seriously considered. And I also know believe that numbers shouldn't be the only criteria, but it does it does drive a lot of the debate and a lot of the discussion in terms of who gets into the Hall of Fame, especially at a position like quarterback or running back or, or wide receiver uh, like that. I'm, I am a staunch uh, Jim Hart favorite fan. But Ken Anderson, people just don't realize he was one hell of a quarterback with that Cincinnati yeah. team. But their numbers no are close. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's the thing, too, you know, that, that has to be taken under consideration. Ken Anderson was one of the first of the, quote, Thank West you. Coast offense quarterback. Thank you. When when the game began to change, and I mentioned Jim Hart's interception. I mean, what the heck? Joe Namath had 
He might have had more interceptions and touchdowns in his career. He did. It was a different game. You threw down the field a lot more. Completion percentages were around in the 50s. You know, and and you know, 50. Now, you know, Ken Anderson was in the low 60s. Now it's considered bad if you don't complete 65 percent of your passes mm-hmm. because there's so many shorter passes and and quick, you know, the quick throws and all that because the game has changed so much and and it began changing with Ken Anderson. And then you had, you know, after that, guys like, as I mentioned before, Boomer Esaias and Phil Sims, you know, some of those guys who, who you know, who passed for, you know, well over 30,000 yards, you know, in their career. But it was a different – it was it, it became it was a, a much era. different game. Absolutely. Yeah, Ken Anderson back in his day, he – I used to just enjoy watching him and the Bengals play. I'm serious. Of course, same situation you can say with Jim Hart. Yeah. The, the interception sometimes can hurt – but the area you played in really makes a difference, doesn't Howard? No, it definitely does. You know, there's no question about it. That's why you know I pointed out with the with the completion percentage and all that. In fact, you know, the NFL passer rating system, which when they when they uh, put that system in in the early '70s, I think it was around 1973, the math the mathematical people that put it together came up with this formula for the statistics that make up the passer rating and that's completion percentage touchdown percentage interception percentage and average gain per attempt and what they also did was they came up with an average number that was pretty much indicative of what it was at the time and and the average in the formula that you then converted to the passer rating drove a lot of how the rating was determined well you know the average for completion percentage was 50 you know, now if you throw 50%, that's not average. That's horrendous. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't have a job in the NFL. You know, the average right now, I think the average completion percentage, I looked this up a couple months ago, so I don't remember it exactly, but the average completion percentage in the NFL last year was around 63.5. That's the average. No. I mean, you have Drew Brees completing 70% of his passes routinely. So that's how much the game has changed along those lines. And, and a certain amount of it, like I said back then, was – you took more chances. You threw downfield more. Uh, you didn't have as me- as much short passing, and you certainly didn't have take three steps and get rid of the football. And so, you know that that that's one aspect of you know of the system that shows wh- where the, where the game has gone just in the completion percentage aspect. Howard, you had two running backs to want long-term contracts, Ezekiel Elliott down in Dallas, Melvin Gordon down in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Which one of those running backs do you think will get a long-term deal? And do you think that because of the running back position being more disposable now than it ever has been, can you see the NFLPA pushing a change with the rookie scale for running backs, making those years shorter from five to like maybe four or three? That, that, that would be interesting. I, I don't know if that, but that, that's, a, that's a real interesting thought. Of whether you know that could be realistic, I, I don't know if the if the if the teams would you know would want you know to do that because then you know you're taking and then you be you, you have the potential of losing a guy you know a lot sooner, but you know may, maybe they're yeah but it, it's it's a real good it's a real it's an interesting thought I hadn't thought about that quite honestly but it's it's very intriguing because like you said the way that position is. And you know, I think we've talked about this before. We saw what happened with the Rams and Todd Gurley, and boom, they give him you know the new contract while his contract was was still in place, his original contract, 
And then, and now all of a sudden they're wondering, oh my goodness, we have all this money committed to him, and it looks like he's not going to be able to get the touches that they were accustomed to getting him. And so, and now you have Gordon, you have, you know, I would think that Gordon, if I'm not mistaken, I think Gordon has had one more year in the league uh, than Elliott, and, and Zeke still has two years remaining. But I don't, I don't think there's any doubt, however, that both that the that the teams are looking at. Okay, yeah, we wouldn't mind giving him a new contract, but are you going to give those guys Todd Gurley num, uh, money, knowing that who knows in a year or two or halfway through it, they might they might get injured or start wearing down or who who knows? And so that's that, that that's a tough one, and it's a tough one for that position. And I, I don't know if it's realistic, uh, Matt, to have that kind of a system. But it would certainly be intriguing if they were to be able uh, to come up with something for those guys because, you know, they, they come in, obviously, and are subject to the, to the rookie weight scale that there is in the first – if they're first-round draft pick, picks, obviously. But then if they, they, they play well, then they're obviously being underpaid by the time they get to their fourth or fifth year. And so those teams have a tough decision, but you understand on the business level – while they would not want to, you know, you know, do something substantial at that point, we also understand the player's position. You know, it's kind of like, kind of like what Le'Veon Bell did. I mean, he's figuring, I don't want to come in and play for the franchise tag, and then they're going to give me the ball 400, 400 plus times, and then who knows what shape I'm in to get that next contract. So, and and he heck, he gave up an entire year of salary to do that, and he ended up with a with a good deal, but not a great one. Uh, for a guy his age. Hall of Fame voter Howard Balls are with us every Tuesday night. Let's go way back. Let's have a little fun. NFL training camp opens up tomorrow for several teams, the 17th. But do you remember back in the day, Howard, the Minnesota Vikings and Bud Grant were. (laughs) Remember those days? (laughs) They were the last team. He said, I don't want to wear my team out. They went to many Super Bowls. Let's talk about that, Howard. Yeah, that that was (laughs) – <laughs> I, I do I do remember that. But like you said, they were and let's remember too, one big factor there is that A, they were a really good team and they had a team with a lot of veterans. And so, you know, they didn't have a lot of I'm sure, you know, I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but I'm sure that they didn't have a lot of roster turnover every year. It was it was not an era of free agency. And so you had basically your same team coming back. And so you're saying, Okay, how much training camp, how much practice do we really need? And that's that's obviously the way he approached it, and it certainly wouldn't be realistic realistic to do that these days, especially considering that you don't you don't have you don't have as much contact in training camp as you once did, but you also have that very significant roster turnover in teams from years to year. I mean, I mean, in the last two years, the Raiders, I, I don't know how many guys there's going to be on that Raiders roster this year that was with the team the year before John Gruden, Gruden got there. There's not, there's, if I went over it, I'll bet it wouldn't be that many. And they've had as much ro- roster turnover probably in two years that it seemed like the Vikings had in a decade. Howard, you remember also with Bud Grant, they may have been the only he may have been the only coach as cold as Minnesota was. Remember they played outdoors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was no heat. There was no nothing on the sidelines for the players. Remember that? Yeah, nothing there. And they and they, they uh, as I recall, I don't think they were wearing sleeves under their jerseys. Nope. And, 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 and Bud might have even been not even not even dressed particularly warm 
uh, on the <laughs> sideline. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I'm trying to remember when this was, and he's in his 90s now. Yeah. yeah. And, and they honored him, as I recall. Well, that, well, that would have would have been maybe it was maybe it was when they were still outside before it was. the new stadium opened, and and he's out there on a pretty darn cold day, and I think he was in a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, <laughs> he was for the coin flip. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was the playoff yeah, game. It, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. So yeah, he was he was he was unique, and and certainly I'm sure his players definitely you know appreciated uh, the way that it was with them, and you know in training camp, and yeah, they like you said they came in later, you know later than everybody else. Every year, Bud Grant has the garage sale up in up in uh, Minnesota, in Minneapolis. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Selling different memorabilia because the Dan Levitar show will call up there and ask Bud what he has for sale. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. funny. Isn't he like a, he's a commercial fisherman or something now, isn't he? Bud Grant? He does, he does some kind of, I think he's a real I mean, outdoorsman. He's, he's too those, do much of anything. Those games back in the in the 70s, Howard, in the, the heyday of the Purple People Eaters and all that, the uh, Metropolitan Stadium. Do you miss that kind of football? Because I know Charlie and I sure did the outdoor, where it was on the grass and a little bit of dirt here and there. Oh yeah, um, there's no doubt, and you still get that a little bit, you know, from time to time. If you get one of those days in Green Bay, mm-hmm. uh, certainly. I mean, heck, remember that playoff game between the Packers yeah. and the Giants? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember how long. Maybe maybe it's ten years ago now. But I remember you just saw the sideline. You saw Tom Coughlin standing there, and. He, his face was totally red, and it was just so cold. And the game ended up going to overtime. Right. So yeah, those yeah. So those those, those games are you know fun, you know fun to watch. Certainly, I'm sure they're not fun for the players, but you know from watching, <laughs> yeah, those 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 are games that that are in the elements. There, there's no doubt. There's not not as many of them anymore, but you still obviously do get an opportunity for some of them. Whether whether it's in Green Bay, what Chicago, I mean, heck, you know that game the Rams played. In Chicago last year, I, I believe, am I right? I think it was a Sunday night game, if I'm not mistaken. But and and the Bears just shut them down. The, the Rams just, you know, and, and it wasn't a it wasn't horrible weather, but it was just cold enough to have to, to have a real impact. Yeah. So uh, so that yeah, so you, you you will get some of those from time to time. Yeah, there was one in oh, Buffalo were, last year. Were you uh, Buffalo Bills relocation? We've heard about it Ooh. for several years, and the the St. Louis. We don't have a prospective owner. Another person can move here. Does St. Louis have a chance if any team wants to relocate? I, I just don't think Buffalo would do it, but what do you think? I, I don't think they would either. And I, I guess if it got to the point where they just felt that, hey, we're, we're not going to get what we need in, in a stadium for the long term and for where the league is going in terms of revenue and what you need to bring in, you know, for you know, whether it's the boxes, whether it's the corporate support, all those things. So you, you can never say never anymore. I'm sure the league would would like to keep a team there. And so, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't like you. I'm with you, Charlie. I don't think it's likely, but you just never know what what could potentially happen. And so the thing you hate, you'd, you'd hate to be, is that city that gets used 
you know, by teams. Yeah. And then and then it ends up, okay, well, hey, they start negotiating with St. Louis, and we find out if, if, if the community can put together a stadium deal again, and then all of a sudden somehow the people in Buffalo step up and, because they say, hey, we can't, we, we, there's just no way we want to lose this football team. And, and then all of a sudden, so you're left on the, on the doorstep with a team using you to try well, to get what they want from, well, from where they are. And that, that, that can be difficult to go through that. This obviously. question hasn't come up lately. What's going to happen with the San Diego Chargers? Or the Los, Los Angeles Chargers, well, I should say. Well, you know, I, 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 think that, I think that we really can't judge until they move into the new stadium, right, which is scheduled for 2020. And there's no – I mean, they've sold out their season tickets, but that doesn't mean anything because it's a – although they are more expensive uh, than – you know, they don't have any lower-priced tickets because it's only a you know, little bit under a 30,000-seat stadium. So all the seats are pretty expensive. And so you really don't know, like I said, until they get into that new stadium and what are the crowds, you know, start looking like there. You know, are they able – I know they've had the PSLs on sale now for maybe about a year. I haven't heard any reports on how those are going, but they priced them. They priced them pretty reasonably. So, you know, the key will be, as for any team in Los Angeles, you better be successful. You, know, you better be successful and, and then uh, to get the people to come out. Because if you're not, and that can happen to any team. I mean, heck, you know, all, 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 the, all, the, all the Rams fans who like the, fa- the L.A. Rams fans, who like to fashion themselves as these great supporters of that football team, when, when you look at some of the attendances in a city that big in those years before they moved to St. Louis, I mean, they had, they had attendance that was well below what the Rams were in the last few years of Kroenke, and the Rams were a better team. They, at least they were winning seven games under Jeff Fisher. And so, uh, but that's the way, you know, that's the way that town is. You better give them a winner. And if the Chargers aren't winning, if at some point down the road the Rams aren't winning, you can have the most beautiful stadium in the world, but people aren't going to pay the prices uh, to go there. Howard, I know you see this on Twitter, talking about the the, the L.A. Rams and the L.A. Chargers. You're on Twitter. You see this, too. The L.A. Rams fans, they just cannot stand the fact that the Chargers are in Los Angeles. (laughs) Cannot stand the fact that the Chargers are going to be sharing a stadium, and I don't understand why they care. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, why, why would you care? I mean, and, and, and the, the, par, the, par, the partial reality of it is is that one of the reasons Kroenke made the deal with the Chargers, and they got a sweetheart deal, there's no doubt about it, but for, you know, to market the suites and all those things, it was very important that Kroenke and th- that they have 20 games e- each year, you know, for you know, 10, 10 each with the preseason games and the regular season. And so I'm sure there's probably going to be people in L.A., with business people and you know people who can afford it, you know you say, hey, heck, we can buy a we can buy a suite and have a game every week, hmm. you know, basically. Yeah. And and so so they so the economics of it were very important. That's why I think we talked about it last year when the Rams and Kroenke were very upset when they found out at you know the price point of what the PSLs were that the Chargers were selling because some of that money goes to the Rams for construction. And so that's why Kroenke was upset because he was expecting more money to help him with his construction from the Chargers. But the Chargers realized, hey, tough, you know, tough, Stan. I mean, we know we're in a, in a tough battle here. We've got to price these things where, where people are going to pay for them. And, and that's the way they approached it. So, so in the long run, and who can predict the long run in terms of how a team is going to be, but 
to really to really predict anything about them, you have to give it some time with that new stadium. But I, I would just laugh when people were saying, "Oh, this is oh, this is over. This is done." Oh, they, you know, I mean, yeah, how can you judge that on one year in a temporary stadium? It's just it's just very unrealistic. But you know, the other part of the Chargers is that you know how, how many years does Philip Rivers have left, hmm. and so what's that team going to look like when he's not playing anymore? Uh, they 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 better hope that he start he, he plays you know, pretty much as long as Tom Brady is. <laughs> See if he can play another four or five years, which who knows, he might end up doing. Howard, speaking of the Rams, I read somewhere that their run defense is the second ranked the second worst in the NFL this season. How could it go from being so good and being such a great defense to being now uh, the 31st or uh, 30th ranked defense in the NFL, a run defense anyway? Yeah, well, you know, I think that um, so- sometimes stats can say different things, and um, and but they they were they were run on, and I think a, a good part of it w- was that their linebackers, in my mind, were just a little bit better than average, and so uh, when you you couple that, and then Dominican Sue did not play well uh, all season, and he's not there uh, anymore. And and so you know he had he had a decent run in the playoffs, but he wasn't very good during during the regular season. And so and, you know you know a certain amount of it was that you know teams passed on the Rams an awful lot because they were behind uh, in a lot of games. And so I'm, I was a little surprised. Was that 31st in yards or 31st in average per attempt? I'm not sure. I, it's hard to I don't know that they gave up that many rushing yards because mm-hmm. I can't believe teams ran on them you know, all that much. But when they did, they were, they, they were, you know, they were, they were successful. And, and I, I think that defense has, has some issues. Overall, it has some issues. It's got one, it's got, it's, they have, if not the best, arguably, obviously, the best defensive player in the game in Aaron Donald. But a lot of the other guys around him aren't, aren't that great. And so I think that, that could still end up being an issue for them uh, this coming season. Howard Bowser, thank you very much for joining us, uh, young man, and we will talk to you next Tuesday night. Look forward to it, guys. Always enjoy it. Take care. All right. Thank you very much. Howard Bowser. Uh, you know, we're watching up on the screen is the soccer game. And <laughs> Surprisingly. The, yeah, right. the Cardinals are on, you know. <laughs> Did you see that? They're the biggest peas <laughs> in yes, the world. They are. Yes, so you soft. can barely oh. touch them. They're so, so soft. And they just crumble. Oh, my God. They are so – and all the players look like women. They drop like they, they, drop like <laughs> they, they look got like shot. women. They, yeah. they, they got the flow going. I know the flop. Like, Trump's not watching this in Mexicans, right? Yeah. He's not Guatemala. Let's take another quick time out. We'll deport them all. Tom Wiley. Matt Berger, Joe Davis, I'm too, and I shouldn't say that. But no. well, These soccer did. players are so soft. <laughs> they really are. Oh, my goodness. They hold it back. Oh and they stay down for a long time. They yeah. on the ground and stuff. And then oh, they spring up, up. Man. <laughs> You can watch on YouTube. They have all these where they flop, and guys don't go anywhere near man. them, and they're, oh, they're rolling God. around the ground like I've they've seen been them shot carry like somebody Kennedy. off. I think that somebody <laughs> carried him off, and then he stood up and ran back out. Speaking, oh, of, too. speaking of soccer, the MLS is meeting oh. with the uh, powers to be mm, here. To come get on, let's get done. the job done. They're holding the St. Louis hostage they like a bunch of punks. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let's... I mean, it's something else. Man, come on, this ain't the if... NFL. Come on, let's go. <laughs> we'll take a quick time out. We'll be right back. And I'll be
Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. That's what happens when you have a better show on break. We were talking about, what was the name of the guy? Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder were in a movie in prison, and the guy, the big white guy with the bald head. I, I was talking about him the other day. He was so good. What was the oh, name yeah. of that movie? People, if anybody listening, I remember know what listening. year it came out? Stir Crazy. Stir Crazy. Stir Crazy, isn't it? Well, he had a funny name because when he ate food in the prison, everybody scattered. They know not to bother him. But Richard Pryor became his friend. And they, I think they shared a cell together. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Joe, go ahead. What's on your team? Yeah. We got somebody on? Yeah. Keith, go ahead. Hey, Charlie. Hey, I'm going to say something that might be considered sacrilege in St. Louis, but if you guys could just discuss it for a minute. You know, I have a hard time listening to uh, KMOX these days on the on the broadcast, and Mike Shannon has been a, a really good, uh, well, he, he was... He was a great second banana to, to Jack Buck, and he wasn't he wasn't too bad after, even after that. But man, I tell you what, it's rough listening to him lately. Well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say this to you, Keith. Let me say this: You will be there. We all, no matter what you do, we all get old. But there's certain aspects in life that certain people do certain things. I remember Harry Carey. I remember standing in the in the, in the bathroom. And Harry Kerr was over there using the urinal. I'm over there, and 
It was this guy was on the other side trying to talk about Harry Carey because, you know, he slurred mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. When you're in an institution sometimes, just bear it because yeah. you're going to be there sometimes too, Keith, one day. Oh, yeah. You know, so we'll just go ahead and bear He's not hurting anybody. It's just out of respect. I'm going to be there. I'm already there probably. But he's not hurting <laughs> anybody. He's just not hurting anybody. He's just an institution. i tell you what. And Mike's going to know when it's time to walk away. I'll tell you that. But just, just, well, gr I, just grin and bear it and respect him for being part of St. Louis history, sports yeah. history. How, how about this? How about this, though? Wouldn't it be nice if they brought in a, a, a vibrant, you know, a young announcer and, you know. and gave him a good send-off? Wouldn't that be a nice thing to do? I mean, no. No. What? Why? No. Well, let me, were, let me, let me, what are you going to bring in? Let, oh, they're, they're, let me say the, this. The Yankees didn't do it with Mel Allen. We didn't do it with Jack Buck was the same way. Hold Vince on. Scully, they didn't do it with him. Mel, Mel yeah. Allen was the same way. Jack Buck was the same That's way. You just don't do How it with the Jack institution. How did Harry Carey get started? I, I am not going to mention any names, but I would listen to Mike Shannon ten times over before I would listen to some of the guys they have doing the color commentary on Fox Sports well, and on KMOX at times. We got somebody else at home. No. no. Go ahead, Matt. Just Go ahead, Matt. You, you and never, you know who I'm talking about. But you're, like, you're talking about just bring someone in to you know, kind of replace Mike Shannon. You never want to be the guy who replaces the legend. All right. No. So you want to be all, the guy who replaces the guy first who replaces all, let me the tell, Here's another thing, too, Keith. Mike Shannon knows more about baseball than anybody in this damn town. Him and Rick Hummer, okay? Sure does. So you got to bring somebody in here from out of town, unless it's Bob Costas, and Bob Costas would say the same thing. People, Bob Costas said, you don't replace a man. You don't replace a legend almost mm -hmm. until he can't talk or he dies. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. I'm controversial I'm and I'll say stuff, but let him be. And he knows more baseball than anybody he can ever bring in here. I'm just sorry. And if you'll, there'll be days you're going to miss it when he says stuff like, Mm -mm, mm -mm. He can sell a bottle of Bush beer better than anybody in <laughs> Or the Steerike. So whew. he can say what the hell he wants right. to say. And to me, he hasn't lost his fastball that much. It used to be 100 miles an hour, and I was at 89. Yeah. So it's still okay. He's still funny, too. Can you understand He's it? still funny. When he, yeah, says, when he says it's a strike or a ball, can you understand him? Yeah, I that's can. all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> Home run. That's all that matters. And no, and no one teases a fly ball better than right. Mike Shannon. Does. This is not the preamble. So hey, Keith, we out of town. We got to run. Thanks for the call. He and John Rooney are all right, crazy. Thanks guy. for the call. What's on your take, quick? That's funny. Uh, yes, Chris Paul may be heading his way to the Miami Heat, mm -hmm. according to Brian Windhorst of ESPN. The only issue is the Miami Heat are trying to get some first round picks from OKC, but OKC doesn't want to give them up. And these first-round picks actually used to be right. by, owned by the Miami Heat, but they traded them OKC, and they're trying to get them back. But the, are they going to get three players from the team also as yes, well? Yes, yeah. They're, they're trying to trade a lot to get Chris Paul, which no. is understandable for Miami. They need another big three. They're, I think that's what they're trying to get to eventually. It's that, probably trying to put like a semi-big three together. Exactly like Chris Paul is 27. Yeah. I mean, he's older, but he's not washed yet, though. Either. No, he's, <laughs> he's 34, and he's still vibrant. Yeah, he still plays he, good he, defense, and he controls the Pat, offense. Pat Riley's smart. Yeah. The thing I that think makes, so. The thing that's nervous about Chris Paul is the injury history. Like, he's going no, to he's he's give you 60 games. He's going to miss one. He's going to get injured, that's for yes. sure. And then um, I thought this was really interesting. The Nets general manager, uh, Sean Marks, he said that he found out, like everyone else through Instagram, that Kevin Durant chose the Knicks. Do you believe him saying that? Mm -hmm. or, or is this... 
proof that the players actually have a lot more power than we think they do. Um, and they're go- they're actually talking to each other all the time. And they already know what they're going to do before free agency all even starts. All the players tamper, but they can't get in they trouble. They can't, can't get in trouble yeah. for it. But you can find uh, Mark Cuban and you can find the GM of the Rockets. They just love long. They like Mark's money. Can you yeah. imagine? They really do like Mark's money. Can you imagine money. Adam Silver coming out? Finding LeBron James for talking about, talking about talking about can you imagine that? <laughs> no. you know, all hell he don't want to man. Ma- mess up the, the apple cart, that. man. It's running too smooth. Are you surprised that a player would would do that? Because uh, Kevin Durant said he didn't meet with the Brooklyn Nets when he made this decision. He did. So is he? So did he make this decision because of Kyrie? Because oh. he wanted to play with his friend, finally play with somebody he likes. We've got to find out. you got to find out. It had to play into it a little bit, don't you I think? Know. I think it'd be kind of funny yeah. here. The Nets. That's how you find out. Yeah, through Instagram. Through Instagram. Yeah, hey, it makes you feel hey, a little hey, iffy uh, about guess it. Guess who wants to come here? What? <laughs> now we got Tracy sure? Angelo Russell. Yeah. We're not ready for that. And then uh, uh, lastly, I want to ask you guys, do you think Ben Simmons deserves a max contract for someone who can't shoot the ball? He only shot the ball. <laughs> he only had four jump shots outside it's, of five feet last year. It's an extension on his max. It's an extension It's a five-year, $170 million. Million. What will he be by then, 24? He'll be 26. He can play on my team any day. Just got to learn how. Magic couldn't shoot. Michael wasn't that great a shooter. True. They but Michael learned how to shoot. It took Mike they five years, years, But at least they took shots. Yeah. He only took four shots, jump shots yeah. out of five feet. And He's I think a, that's real problematic. That's, you know what that is? That's mental. No, it's the coaching. You think it's coaching? That's how him not say. to shoot? Shoot the ball, man. Shoot Just it. Shoot it. Just shoot it. The best so. way everybody would tell you to get out of a slump is shoot the ball. If you don't get out you're going to shoot, you can't get out of a slump. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be here tomorrow night. We have Tom Wallace, Matt Berger, Joe Davis. Stay tuned. Larry Bond, Connors, coast to coast. BMW of West St. Louis is a top-selling BMW dealer in the entire state of Missouri. What does that mean to you as a customer? It's simple. More people choose BMW of West St. Louis because they know we have the best selection, the best experience, and the best deals. We're also the only BMW store in Missouri that includes a lifetime warranty. At BMW of West St. Louis, we want to make it affordable for every customer who wants to own the ultimate driving machine. Right now, you can lease an X3 or 330i for just $399 a month. Your choice, $399 a month for the X3 or the 330i with zero security deposit, and we have an awesome selection of both models. Come see why BMW of West St. Louis sells the most. Visit us on Manchester Road in Manchester or at 
bmwofwestatelois.com. Based on BMW District 46, March 2019, Central Region Monthly Summary Sales Report for well-qualified lessees. 36 months with 36.75 down plus 9.25 acquisition fee. And first payment due at sign. 10,000 miles per year excludes tax, title, and license. See dealer for warranty details. 